This is WrestleZone Radio, presented by WrestleZone.com. Find us on iTunes. Let's welcome Ring of Honor COO Joe Koff. Hi, Joe. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for being with us this morning. All right, so let's start with our first question, which comes from Brian Fritz at SportingNews.com. Oh, Brian might have stepped away. All right, Dave Shear from PW Insider. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Dave Shearer here. Hi, good morning, Dave. I, I was expecting Mike Johnson to get in first because he usually does. Obviously, it's a and big show this fr- Mike's over there, too. Yeah, I, I was supposed to be yeah. typing the recap, so hopefully he is. Uh, okay. Obviously, huge show this week. Um, you know, I, I know you are always at your shows. You love your wrestlers. You love your product. Uh, obviously, we're going to have the, uh, the recap this call and, and the audio on our site. What would you tell fans that have never seen Ring of Honor before uh, to get them to say, check us out this Friday night? And I know there's a lot of things you can tell. There are, David. Thank you. And, and, and that's a really good question. And I, I, I have covered this more than uh, almost in every interview because we're always we're always reaching out and finding new fans. And I, I think Best in the World is very representative of the artistic, the artistic integrity, the athletic ability, the agility, and just the total immersive experience you can feel in professional wrestling. So if you haven't experienced it, and, and uh, this, is, this is a great opportunity either on pay-per-view or you can come to the event in Baltimore or watch it on Honor Club, to really experience the best in the world. And when we say best in the world, we mean the best in the world. Thank you very much, Joe. I will, I'll be back later if they call me. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go with Aaron Varble from Wrestling Inc. for Joe. Hey, Joe. How's, how's, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for uh, joining us here. Uh, the Ring of Honor Dojo is doing a lot of great things, and I obviously have a plan for that. Where do you see the foreseeable future with that project? Well, the project is off and running. We had our first training camp seminar this past weekend, which, uh, you know, it, it was our inaugural our, our inaugural session, and uh, I haven't gotten the complete um, final results, but I know I signed up to be part of the dojo. Hello? Jordan, am I still Yeah. So we're really excited about that. This dojo takes us in a new direction, and uh, we're going to use it to identify talent and to train talent in a Ring of Honor style, wrestlers that can wrestle the brand and understand the brand under the guidance and tutelage of uh, our Ring of Honor trainers. So it's a very exciting, exciting job. Uh, opening and uh it's functioning so we're excited about that all right thank you so our next question we're gonna go to evan prout from under the mat radio go ahead evan hello, hello mr joe Coff. how are you doing today but evan thank you yeah uh with me uh living in baltimore my show hosting in baltimore i wanted to ask you mr joe what does it mean for Best in the World 2018 to be headlined in Baltimore at the UMBC Arena? 
Well, that, that's a great question. It's always great to play in our home market, which gives a lot of uh, it, it allows a lot of the people who support Ring of Honor, not only from our fan base, but also internal supporters and company supporters, an opportunity to come to the show. But to be at UMBC, to be one of their first events in that arena is equally as exciting because a lot of good things already have happened in that building. And I expect a lot more is going to happen on Friday night. Thank you, Mr. Joe. Appreciate it. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Nick Hausman from Russell Zone. Go ahead, Nick. Hi, Joe. Thank you very much for taking the time to chat today. You, you bet, Nick. Uh, now, I wanted to ask you, uh, there's a big match of Best in the World between uh, Flip Gordon and Bully Ray. Um, now, Bully, I guess, quasi or did fake a retirement uh, in the not-too-distant past, and there were reports about him having health issues that would keep him outside the ring. I was just wondering, what was the process for you guys to decide that it was all right for him to compete again in the ring, and did you have any reservations about it? Um, Bully, Bully pulled himself out. Uh, and let me answer the second part. Uh, first, no, we did not have any reservations about it because uh, it was medically checked out, and and he did pull himself out of active competition after in back in December, um, after the the run with the Briscoes, and uh, and he he was he just did not feel he could wrestle adequately, and he was facing that inevitable choice as a professional wrestler as to whether this is it to hang up to to retire, and uh, you know he he was the enforcer, he turned for. But basically, us is the enforcer, and uh, he's back in the ring. And um, we we know that he's up to par and up to stuff, and that was his choice. And then his choice to retire or to, to retire as he did, and his choice to come back to the ring. And I think you're going to see a, a really, really interesting matchup with Flip and Bully at Best in the World. Cool. Thank you very much, Joe. Hey, Nick. All right, I think we have Brian back. Brian Fritz from Sporting News. Go ahead. Hey, Joe, um, I want to ask you about Dalton Castle. Obviously, he's been the champion for a while now. How have you felt that championship ring has gone when it comes to Ring of Honor and business? And also, um, any update about his health? Because he's been banged up here for a little while. Um, Mark, just, just so I'm clear, is Dalton, Dalton speaking today? Dalton, are you going to be on the call today? Dalton will be on the call later, correct. Okay, so I think, Brian, we can let Dalton address his uh, his 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 physical presence and his physical ability. Um, but yeah. I'll, I'll answer his question. I'll answer your question to him as a champion. And I think Dalton represents himself as a ring of honor champion, the way the ring of honor champion should be represented. I think it's unfortunate that he hurt himself, got injured in the way, you know, in, in, in his reign. But I will tell you, he's a gamer. He's a fantastic, fantastic athlete. He's put his body on the line in, in Japan, he's put his body in the line in England, put his body on the line in America. This is a fighting champion, and sometimes injuries get the better of you in that battle. Um, but I'm sure that he is, and I guess you can assure you, but from what I understand, he is ready for this battle on Friday night, this triple threat match. All right, thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. All right, uh, next is Steve Gerwick from Gerwick.net. Go ahead, Steve. Steve, are you there? All right, let's go with Mike Johnson, PW Insider. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Joe, how are you, sir? Good morning, Mike, or good afternoon, I should say. Uh, 
the show this weekend, obviously, big pay-per-view. For you, what are your goals for this show? Obviously, you want to have a good show in terms of match quality, but in terms of this being a marquee event, what are the goals you hope ROH hits this weekend? I don't know that we have specific goals, Mike, except to put on the quality of show that's expected and certainly one of this caliber. Best in the world has always over-delivered. Our expectations have always been exceeded from not only the the competitive part, the athletes part, the wrestlers part, but I think from the fans part as well. And my only my only goal would be to continue that and to continue to surprise and to continue to uh, over over exceed the expectations. And uh, I feel fairly confident with the, the card and the way the card is set up. There's some fantastic, fantastic matches in there. So I think this, this, this show will deliver easily. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Let's try Steve Gerwick back on the line. I guess not. All right. Let's go with Morgan. Morgan Richards from Radio Cardiff. Go ahead. Hi, Joe. Nice to speak to you. Hey, nice to see you. Nice to speak to you. Uh, so one thing I wanted to get your thoughts on is, of course, here in the United Kingdom, there's a lot of talk recently about the scene over here and the independents and other companies doing shows. Do you see, of course, you tour a lot with Nirvana here in the UK, but do you see this as a territory you'd like to do a little bit more in or maybe have a big pay-per-view show come over here in the near future? Well, that's very, you know, that's, 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 that's actually something we discuss. So it's on the drawing board. Um, for those of you who have followed Ring of Honor since Sinclair purchased it back in 2011, we're pretty we're pretty deliberate and we're pretty disciplined in 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 coming and, and developing a market. Um, we've had we had a great tour uh, last month in England, in the UK, in Edinburgh, and then down in in, in England, and we're coming back again in August. Um, and I- logistics obviously than just than just working in the country there but we like we like the UK we would like to expand further into that so a pay-per-view there could be very very possible great cheers all right thank you uh, let's go with uh, Joe Raxa from steel chair magazine hi there Joe it's pleasure uh, to chat to another Joe thank you um, I'm just wondering, with uh, Morgan having just mentioned about uh, Ring of Honor's travels into the UK, and obviously you've, uh, through good working relationships with companies like New Japan and Revolution Pro here in the UK and also CMWL, I was just wondering, are there any other markets that you'd like to see Ring of Honor making partnerships in and making inroads into in the near future? Well, you know, we we have international distribution in, in Portugal. We're in India. We're certainly in Canada. Um, you know, we would like to expand into some of those markets and bring a show in there. Um, it really has to make sense from all parties involved. We're constantly always exploring that opportunity, and uh, you know, I, I think we'll, we're we're striving to have a greater international presence over the course of the next eighteen months, and we're making steps towards that. So. Yes, it's, 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 it's feasible and it's on the horizon. All right, thank you. All right, very good. Okay, James Walsh from Wrestling Epicenter. Go ahead, James. Hi, Mr. Koff. It's a pleasure to speak with you today. 
Thank you. All right. So my question is, uh, just last night, it kind of sprang up, and that's why I want to ask you. Ring of Honor was on my DVR from a station that airs in Massachusetts, um, and it doesn't have a set time. It kind of just airs, maybe it airs on a Wednesday, maybe it airs on a Sunday. It just kind of just shows up. Do you think Ring of Honor would benefit of having that Homestead time slot, or in the Age of Honor Club, is that not as big of a deal for you guys anymore? Now, you know, I think what, I think probably if you saw it in Massachusetts, my guess is that clearance was on NESN Sports, NESN Sports. And, Correct. Um, yes, sir. It, yeah, and, and and they they have a an interesting clearance with us because because they do a lot of live sporting events. There's time periods or rain delays and stuff like that where they kind of utilize Ring of Honor um, as, 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 I don't want to say fill program, because that denigrates the product, because Ring of Honor is hardly fill program. But it, it gives them programming flexibility to run Ring of Honor to the New England marketplace where, and, and they do very well from an audience standpoint. So I think that it might be hit or miss, but um, I know that's, that's how they run. Now back to your question about would it benefit us to have like a, a destination time period? Yes, of course it would. But you can't lose sight of the fact that our primary clearances are on our local stations and our local markets. And in those markets, they are in six positions. Um, so it's easily found by the fans. Plus, we are on charge, which is one of our emerging networks that Sinclair owns, and that's in a fixed position. We're also on Stadium, which is another Sinclair uh, DigiNet. So there's a lot of opportunity to see our program. Would I like it to be seen more? Absolutely. Who wouldn't? Um, and Honor Club, Honor Club, you know, our TV, our, we, we separate our TV from the Honor Club. So it's most likely to see our TV product strictly on over-the-air linear or, or some kind of digital network. Excellent. Thank you so much, sir. And thanks right, for thanks. watching. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, next is Justin Barrasso from SI.com. Go ahead, Justin. I thought Justin was there. Um, all right. How, how about we go back to Aaron Varble from Wrestling Inc. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey, Joe. I um, was expecting another question. Um, now, to go back to the Ring of Honor Dojo, do you have any kind of projected, like, five, ten-year plan to where that might evolve? Well, five, we, you know, I'd like to be able to look five to ten years in advance. I think we're just focusing on the next 12 to 18 months. And what I'm hoping for and what our expectation is, is identifying talent that we can bring pretty quickly to TV through, e, I mean, over-the-air TV linear or through our digital network. Certainly you'll see them in future of honor matches, probably on you know, Honor Club or through YouTube. So we're, we're, we're just looking to just bring talent through, identify them from the local promotions and other places, give them the training and giving them the opportunity to understand the Ring of Honor brand, to understand the Ring of Honor style, and to let them get better before they are seen in, in the bigger matches on TV or in pay-per-views. All right, thanks so much. All right, thank you. That is going to wrap it up for Joe. Um, I appreciate your time, Joe, and uh, I hope I speak for everyone else. And um, any, any final words you want to say, Joe? 
I, I just really want to thank you all for the support that you give and 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 and, and the fairness and the stories that you write and tell. And um, you know, the the business is the business is is so important, obviously, to you and to me, that to have this fair and balanced kind of presentation on on behalf of the space and the sport is greatly appreciated. So, Justin Barrasso, are you back here before I sign off? Thank you. Uh, my question is triggering the barometer, Joe. Just on not specifically Thirty Friday, but in general, are you looking for? Uh, I know you want a, a, a live live crowd or packed house. You want engagement on social media, but in general, as you move into the summer, what do you use as a barometer for the to know that Ring of Honor is on the right track for show? That's a good question, Justin. Um, I think crowd size is certainly important. Um, I think that we have seen our crowds and our, 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 you know, the seats going up. This year's been a very, very good year for our ticket sales. And a lot has to do with the people that are on the phone that you'll hear from next, plus what we're doing from a, from a storyline perspective and just basically the people we have wrestling for us. Um, but I'm not going to gauge anything on one show or the other. We, we look at, we look at our success over the course of the year because there's, Lots of things that can happen when you're doing live events, but we are very pleased. We're very pleased with what we're seeing from a, you know, an advanced ticket level. So I, I think the summer is going to be a good summer for us. Thank you. All right, fantastic. Uh, next up, I'd like to introduce a truly international star who has chosen to make Ring of Honor's Women of Honor division her. She competes this Friday at Best in the World as part of an eight-woman tag match featuring stars from Women of Honor and Stardom. Please welcome Tennille Dashwood to the media call. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Hello. Hello. All right, so we could get right into the questions for Tennille. Um, let's go with Joseph from Steel Chair Magazine. Go ahead, Joseph. Hi there, Tanil. Pleasure to speak to you. You as well. Thanks. Um, so I was at the uh, recent Doncaster show as part of the On United tour, and uh, there was a moment where you go into almost a bit of an altercation with Frankie Kazarian. I was wondering if um, intergender wrestling is something that uh, you're interested in trying your hand further at. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that actually because I've recently been talking about that, uh, and I think that would be an interesting component um, to add into the Ring of Honor shows. Um, but you know, I think right now wrestling is obviously really popular, and there's all kinds of changes and things um, coming into place that um, you know, with women showing that they're at the same level as the men and um, having those main event matches as well. So I really think it's it's the time for it. And uh, to be honest, my most of my training was against guys when I started in the business. Um, it wasn't until um, years into my training that I had a number of women to actually train train with and learn with and, and to compete against. But and as you can see, you know, from watching wrestling on TV, the majority of the roster is males. So that's kind of how I started. That's how I learned a lot. And um, uh, I'm not opposed to intergender matches by any means. Okay, thank you. All right. Uh, Jonathan Romero from SoloWrestling.com. Are you there, Jonathan? 
Yeah, hello, Tanil. Um, Hi. What kind of what kind of agreement do you have with Ring of Honor? We'll see Tanil Dashwood in the future with the company. Yeah. Um, well, to be honest, the the timing of me starting with Ring of Honor was perfect with the Women of Honor tournament um, and me being a free agent. So I jumped on that opportunity, and I think they did as well. Um, and things have been going amazing so far. So. Um, Honestly, the, the future is really exciting, and I have, I'm sure Ring of Honor has a lot in store for me and the Women of Honor roster, um, so I'm excited to stick with it and see what's to come. Okay, thank you very much. All right. I see Don Davies. Is, there, is Don there? Nope. Then we will go uh, Nick Hausman from WrestleZone. Go ahead, Nick. All right. Here I am. Hi. Thank you very much for taking the time, Tanil. Um, so I just wanted to, I was at Supercard of Honor and, uh, after Sumi Sakai won the, the Women of Honor Championship, you, you seemed, uh, not as excited as the other women in the division. I don't even believe you posed with them after the, the title win. Um, what was going through your head there at the end of that tournament when you were watching, uh, Sumi take the title? Hmm. Um, you actually one of the first people to ask me that, um, but you're right, I, I didn't get in the ring, and I guess you could say I was um, extremely disappointed uh, in, in myself. I felt that I had, um, you know, let the crowd down, and and obviously a lot of people were expecting me to take out the winner of the championship that night. Um, you know, and there's obviously... I picture myself in, in that role and I want to be a champion too. So it was, it was hard for me. And so I just kind of took a step back and had to um, almost be a spectator watching all the celebrations and just kind of take it in and realize, okay, it's not my moment tonight, but I'll, I'll make sure that it will be my moment in the near future. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right. And before we take the next question, is there anyone that may have called in after two that has not identified themselves, anyone from the press, so that we make sure that we get to you. Anybody? Yeah, this is Jim yes. Barcelona. Hey, Mark. All right, so Jim uh, Barcelona. Okay, Jim, go go ahead. And uh, you're on with Tennille. Go ahead, Jim, from Miami Herald. Thank you. Tennille, how did you connect with the Storm Wrestling Academy, and how did the training there prepare you for the wrestling journey ahead? I actually started um, with training with Lance Storm when I was 19 years old. And a friend of mine back in Australia had previously done his class and recommended him to me. And um, from there, um, things kind of took off. So I, I would say it's probably one of the best decisions I've made in my career as far as training with Lance. And I still, um, to this day, am very good friends with him. And he is still there to, uh, to help, to answer questions, to give advice, and um, just to hang out with other friends. So um that was one of the most valuable things I could have done in my career and I still recommend that people go train with him when they ask you know how to make it to that next step um that's exactly what I had to do is kind of make that sacrifice and realize I had to leave Australia to make it to this this next level that I wanted to get to and to do that I needed professional training by one of the best and that was my song so one of the best decisions I've made thank you all right thanks Jim is there someone else that hasn't identified him or herself from a media outlet? Chris Featherstone, Pancakes of Power Slim Show. Okay, great, Chris. Good to hear from you. Go ahead. You're on with Tanil. Hey, Tanil. I uh, appreciate you coming on the media call today. 
got a question for you, as everybody else has. Um, so I'm wondering if there's anyone from the WWE, you do have WWE experience, if there's anyone from the WWE uh, that you would like to be in Ring of Honor right now and compete against, who would it be? Oh, it's hard to name just one. <laughs> um, but if I, okay, if I had to pick one, I would say Bailey. Um, she's, I'll explain why a little bit. Um, she's one of the most passionate, dedicated women that I have come across in this business. Um, her and I are very close. We lived together at one point throughout NXT. Um, and still to this day, I just have so much, I admire her for the hard work she constantly puts in, the new ideas she has, the drive she has to never settle and to always want more. And those are all things that, um, feelings I have uh, within as well. So, um, if there's anyone that I could, you know, go out there and, and kill it in the Ring of Honor ring, it would be against Bailey. Awesome. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you. Next, Mike Johnson from PW Insider. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Tennille, just following up on that, talk a little bit about the freedom artistically that you get working here in Ring of Honor and what that freedom felt like after leaving WWE, where things are very much uh, conditioned to TV time and certain marks, and not everybody gets to do what, not everybody gets to show what they can do athletically in and out, which is very different from Ring of Honor. What was that freedom like for you? Amazing. <laughs> I, I guess you could say I found this newfound um, energy and like life with wrestling. Um, I all of a sudden, all these ideas started flowing through my head again. Think, you know, I wanted to try new things. I had ideas of things that I'd done in the past, and and I watched people and I saw their styles, and and new things came to me of ways to integrate that into our matches. And and all of a sudden, I just had this this almost like a new passion and energy. Um, it was like excitement was there because I knew, uh, well, the realization of uh, having matches that weren't always TV matches that weren't always very strict on timelines or storylines and, and more so focused on the wrestling um, and, and different opponents I hadn't worked before and also um, a lot of one-on-one -on -one matches where, uh, you know, I'm, I'm able to get out there and, and wrestle for longer periods of time as well. So it was like a whole new new thing that I hadn't done really in years. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Um, all right. Morgan from Radio Cardiff. Go ahead, Morgan. Hey, Tanil. Pleasure to talk to you. Sure. Uh, so, of course, you can't deny that women's wrestling has had such a bigger and more respected platform in recent years. Obviously, you've been involved and helped start revolutions and evolutions across the globe. But how would you compare that to the work you're doing now in Ring of Honor and them having their first women's championship recently showcasing a new spotlight on the division? Yeah, and I appreciate your comments. And I, I do um, I do like to think that um, well, I, what I aim to do is bring some of what I've already done into Ring of Honor and Women of Honor. And at the timing of the tournament, like you said, um, Ring of Honor is putting a lot behind the women this year. Um, so it was really good timing and it was exciting for me to be a part of. Um, and I want to continue to grow that and the awareness of the skill that Ring of Honor, the women have there. And 
you know, continue to kind of push those boundaries and, and maybe do those things like intergender matches or uh, women main eventing shows and, and keep pushing those boundaries, uh, especially now that we have the Women of Honor Championship on the shows as well. Great. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right. Justin Barrasso from SI.com. Go ahead, Justin. Thank you. Tanila, I know that you do not decide the champions of the company, but a championship is something that has eluded you in your career. You have such a dynamic look and presence. I'm curious, though, again, for you personally as a competitor, as an athlete, as someone who's sacrificed and dedicated so much to this business, what would a title reign mean to you? Again, I think that's the one thing that, that we need to see in your career. I'm glad it hasn't happened already in Ring of Honor because maybe it would have been rushed. But what would that Ring of Honor, uh, Women of Honor title mean to you? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, everything happens for a reason, and I think sometimes not getting what you want or not, you know, not getting reaching your goal immediately makes you work that much harder for it. it makes you have that drive and the passion stays, and and that's basically what's carried me on through my career is um, always wanting something I haven't had and wanting to achieve uh, those amazing feats and have those moments. And so there's so many moments I still uh, wish to achieve, and especially winning the Women of Honor Championship. Um, I just think it's going to be so much sweeter when I finally get it after all this hard work and sacrifice. So I'm, I'm okay to keep working hard for it. Excellent. Thank you. All right. I see Sean on here. Uh, Sean, go ahead. Okay, maybe not Sean. Um, how about James Wall from Rep Wrestling Epicenter? Go ahead, James. Hi, Miss Dashwood. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks, you too. All right, so my question is, I've always been a fan of your work, but it almost seemed like when you got to Ring of Honor, the handcuffs were taken off, and we really got to see what you could do. Do you feel that this platform of longer matches and, and expecting more from the wrestlers that Ring of Honor presents has helped you silence any critics you may have had from your WWE run? Well, to be honest, I will say this. Um, I have an amazing following, and my fans are very loyal. So, to be honest, I mean, I'm, there definitely are critics out there, but for the most part, my fans and my the, the, the comments I get online are all pretty positive. So I really appreciate that. Um, and going off what you said, a lot of what I did hear and responses I was getting once I started with Ring of Honor was that, um, you know, they're so happy to see me finally wrestle and that uh, they're seeing me do things that they never knew I could do or that I seem to be so much... Uh, better or, or freedom and all these things um, and a lot of it is um, and this is not taking a shot at WWE at all because I learned so much there and and that was that has given me the platform to do what I do so I'm so appreciative of that and and I feel like obviously the, the difference is there are strict times and strict storylines and that's just how it is in WWE um, so obviously that has allowed now with Ring of Honor for people to see me do things that I haven't done before, they haven't seen before. Um, it's just a different environment. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of explore that side of things now. And, it, and like I said, it's like a new um, a new energy I have, a new excitement for wrestling, being able to do that now. Awesome. Thank you so much. 
All right, let's go one more for Tennille. Um, Aaron Varble from Wrestling Inc. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey, Tennille, thanks so much for joining us. Um, since you moved to Ring of Honor, your style has obviously evolved as any more serious and longer matches. Was it a point that you wanted to make to distance yourself from the former comedy is character when you came to Women of Honor? Yeah, I definitely wanted to be taken seriously. Um, and and to show, it's almost like, I didn't feel like I had something to prove. If anything, it was just for myself. I wanted to wrestle. I wanted to enjoy wrestling again and and to, to meet all my fans and to have competitive matches. And those were all goals that I had for myself. So, uh I definitely wanted to be taken seriously and to show what I, to show myself that I could do it still and, um, you know, to give that back to the fans too. Thanks so much. All right. That's all the time we have for Tanil. Tanil, do you have any uh, final words to uh, let them know what to expect this weekend? Uh, no, I'm, I'm excited for this weekend. It's the first. Um, first ever Women of Honor eight-woman tag match. So, and obviously um, with all the Sardom women coming over from Japan, it's going to be a huge match. So, I'm excited for all the craziness that's to come, um, and getting myself mentally and physically prepared. And um, yeah, I appreciate you guys for taking the time out and to um, to help you know get the word out there about wrestling and keep this alive like you do. So I appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right, and finally, I am proud to introduce the man who will defend his Ring of Honor World Championship this Friday at Best in the World in a triple threat match against the American Nightmare Cody and the villain Marty Skrull. Please welcome Ring of Honor World Champion Dalton Castle. Hey, Dalton. Go ahead. All right, so let's... Uh, Let's see if we can take our first call, and we are going to go with uh, Jim Barcelone from the Miami Herald. Yeah, Dalton, just what are your thoughts, obviously, of this big event and that match? That match uh, seems like, I mean, on paper, it's going to be off the hook. So just what are your thoughts on the match coming up in this big event? Hmm. It looks like we have a little issue with Dalton. Sweet. Okay, hold on one. I'll tell you what, Tanil, are you still on? Yeah, I'm still here. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's let's uh, see. Hey oh, guys. Sorry, wait, wait. Uh, Dalton, looks like Dalton's there. Go ahead, uh, Dalton. Uh, say hi to all of our press friends. Hello, press friends. I don't want to brag, but guess who just found the mute button on their computer? Me. Well, that is awesome. All right, Jim, why don't you uh, ask the question again, please? Yes, Dalton, huge event coming up. On paper, this looks like an incredible matchup. What are your thoughts of this match and just working with the talent that you're going to be working with? Well, first off, I'm just excited for Ring of Honor to be returning to Baltimore. It's been a while since we've been there. Uh, it is our home, and this is going to be the biggest show we've put on in the Baltimore area. So, number one, uh, excited for that. Even more excited to be the headlining match and defending my world championship. Not against one, but two members of Bullet Club. And you said they're uh, they're 
they're extreme talents. They're 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 great talent in the ring there with me. Uh, I agree. Uh, I've got two very popular wrestlers, uh, Cody and Marty, getting in the ring. Uh, very entertaining in their own right, uh, and also very very similar in that they are uh, going for the same goal, which is my world championship. So, am I excited to be in there with them? You darn right, I am. Thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, next, we have Evan Prout from Under the Mat Radio. Go ahead, Evan. Hello, Darn. How are you? Good question, Evan. I'm fantastic. Yes, uh, with me living and being from Baltimore, definitely can't wait to see you in action on Friday. Um, wanted to ask you, with you being Ring of Honor World Champion, the man on the top of the hill, what makes Ring of Honor, what, could, what statement could you prove on Friday night? to put Ring of Honor on notice, that your title reign will be different from Cody Rhodes, from other other great champions before you? Well, this isn't a test against just Cody Rhodes. This isn't a test against Cody Rhodes and Marty Skrull. Uh, this is a test to see if uh, I have the, uh, the fortitude and the attitude that I say I have deep inside me. I've been saying I'm, uh, I'm a world champion. I've been saying I'm the, the best in the world and, and the, the championship is just kind of uh, physical proof to that but i'm there's no reason to keep any secrets i am right now in no way 100 percent i've been dealing with injuries i've been missing tours uh and i have been uh missing training days in the gym i'm in a lot of pain but i am in no way less of a champion so the test to go out there and to perform the best that I can and still walk out of their ring of honor champion that I feel like that's the statement I'm going to make no matter what obstacles get put in my way, no matter what physical condition I'm in, I still will find a way to win. Thank you. All right. Uh, Joshua Schlag with the steel Go ahead, Joshua. Yeah. Hey, Dalton. Um, quick question. I've curious to, to see if you have any, uh, if you think you have any unfinished business in New Japan, uh, possibly even CMLL, and do you have any plans to address that this fall and beyond? Well, I've never been to CMLL, so I would, I would imagine I have new business there, not unfinished business. Uh, new Japan, yeah, I think I've got a lot of uh, unfinished stuff there. I, I've, I've really yet to uh, make a, a dent over there. I've been there three times for the Honor Rising shows, and I've I've not really seen most of the uh, the roster that I would like to. I've not seen the uh, the the towns that I would like to have, and I I haven't proved to that audience uh, to I haven't proved to that audience that I'm the Dalton Castle that I can be, like I have proved to the Ring of Honor. All right, thank you. Uh, Justin Barrasso from SI.com, go ahead. Thank you, and thank you for the time. Two questions. First, how did your role and responsibility in Ring of Honor change after you won the world title? And secondly, Kenny Omega, who also has an upcoming match with Cody Rhodes, he's someone who's always spoke highly of you. I'm curious if you have any advice for him, uh, one world champion to the, to the other. Uh, what was the first part of that again? My responsibility, especially, you know, I know health's been an issue, some different nagging injuries, but uh, roles and responsibilities, kind of a complete package as world champion. How did that change for you? 
Yeah, uh, as far as responsibilities go, I, I felt a, a lot uh, put on my plate. The second that I was able to call myself world champion, I felt the responsibility to go out there and represent the company in the best light possible. I was no longer going out there being, hey, uh, is Dalton Castle a good wrestler? Dalton Castle act like a like a, like a a mature a professional? No, uh, I'm out there saying, is Ring of Honor a good wrestling? Is is Ring of Honor mature and professional? It's my responsibility to to show the world that we are the best wrestling in the world. So it, it, the only way to do that is to be that in myself. Uh, also, now dealing with injuries as champion, I never wanted to miss a date. I, I never wanted to not go out there and perform. And it's it's something I've had to deal with, and it hurts. Uh, it, it's, it's, I feel like I'm letting people down as a champion when I cannot compete and, uh, I'm trying to do the best I can to work through that and be, be the best in the world. Uh, as far as Kenny Omega goes, I'm a huge fan. I think, yeah, I think he's a wonderful performer, a hell of an athlete. I, I remember watching matches of Kenny, uh, well before I even got to meet the guy. Uh, we got to share the ring one time. Uh, we've never had that one-on-one, -on -one, so that's that's kind of a heartbreaker to me. Or I guess it's uh, something you can look for forward to, hopefully in the future. As far as world champion to world champion goes, when he, uh, if, I don't know. I feel like he's really got a handle on it. Maybe uh, maybe we can just go out and have some drinks, some mimosas or two, or maybe a Pinot Grigio, and uh, we can trade some secrets that way. Great. Good luck on Friday. Thank you very much. Thanks, Justin. All right, thank you. Uh, Mike Johnson from uh, PW Insider. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Dalton. How are you today? Good. So it's been mentioned here, and, and Joe mentioned earlier, you know, it, it's no secret the injuries have kind of hampered your run so far with the company as world champion. Was there a specific incident that caused the back issues? It was just cumulative and you know, obviously you're going to work this Friday, but what's the long-term outlook for the injuries and how, how, where are you in terms of rehabbing and getting yourself back to 100%? Uh, I don't, I don't know where I am exactly uh, as far as one specific thing. I, I can't pinpoint that. I think it's just a, a matter of uh, injuries creeping up on me, me ignoring stuff for a long time. Let's not keep secrets. Here's what happened. Uh, years ago, I, I had a stress fracture somewhere in my, uh, in my back. Uh, I ignored it, let it go. And when it healed, uh, the, the disc between my L4 and L5 had shifted in such a way that it now caused several nerve impingements, which left me in excruciating pain. This injury didn't happen, uh, once I became champion, it happened be, uh, before. And I've just found ways to work around it, uh, ignore it or rehab in such a way that I could get back out there and think I was hundred percent. And then a few weeks later, uh, it would creep up on me again. Suddenly it's, uh, it's intensified to a point where I'm dealing with it every moment of the day. So I feel, I feel the, uh, the effects of it. I don't think it's, uh, it's put me on the bench just yet. Uh, this Friday, best in the world i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the best of my abilities and i'm gonna go a little past that because i love this i love what i do and when i'm in the ring it's almost like nothing hurts uh so we'll see where we're at after friday 
All right. Well, hopefully you can avoid surgery because uh, I, know, I know that's the last thing you want. The last thing I want is to be run over by a herd of wildebeest. Surgery comes in at a close second to that. Fair enough. Thank you for the time, sir. No All problem. right, Nick Hausman. Thanks, Dalton. Nick Hausman from Russell Zone. Go ahead, Nick. Hi, Dalton. Thank you very much for taking the time today. No problem, Nick. Thanks for having great audio. Oh, my pleasure. Um, I just wanted to ask, uh, I really loved your Boys Night Out show here in Chicago. Are there any updates on if you're going to be doing more of those shows and if you talked to Ring of Honor about possibly pairing like a comedy event with an ROH show in certain markets like that? Well, thanks, Nick. I, uh, I had a great time putting that on. I definitely uh, will be doing more stage shows in the future. I, I can't... Uh, I can't tell you any dates because I don't have anything set. Uh, and I will be doing more Boys Nights Out. Uh, that was a very fun project for me to do. And right now, uh, I will say I'm writing a, another show with a, with a fellow wrestling friend, uh, RJ City, where we're, we're trying to figure out exactly where to run it and, uh, and how to go about this so somewhere i would say in the next six months keep your eyes out for that show cool cool thank you very much all right thanks nick uh all right let's go back to aaron Vardle with wrestling inc go ahead aaron hey Dalton. thanks so much for joining us um cody has said already that if he wins the ring of honor world title he will put that up on, on the line all in is there any extra pressure to um and during this match, when it comes to making sure that that doesn't happen, oh, absolutely not. I mean, that's that's pressure Cody's putting on himself, uh, uh, thinking too far ahead. Putting what's the the saying? Putting the the uh, carriage in front of the horse. He he has yet he's made these plans for this world championship that he's yet to win. He forgets that if he wants to bring that title to All In and challenge uh, Nick Aldis for his title he has to first get through Dalton Castle. All right, thanks so much. No problem. All right. Um, all right, Morgan from Radio Cardiff. Go ahead, Morgan. Hey, Dalton. Great to talk to you. Good to talk to you. So, of course, recently you made quite a strong promo suggesting you're the best wrestler in the world today. Of course, you're quite flamboyant and a peacock, but with defending this title against Cody and Marty on Friday, what really separates you from them and anyone in wrestling today? Well, what separates me from those two in particular, so let's just focus on the match at hand. I've got, I've got a world championship defense against Marty Skrull and Cody on Friday. So what separates me from them is the upbringing I've had, the, uh, the training that I've been through, the, the years of amateur wrestling uh, that I have uh, over both of them. Uh, Marty Skrull, entertaining, uh, very, very fun, cool outfits he comes out with, great entrance music, but does not have the athletic background I do, does not know what it's like to be in a real, uh, a real contest like I've been, hasn't been put through the, uh, the training, does not know what real pressure is, uh, when, when tested Cody, uh, a little bit, he's got a, he's got a high school background and he, he's trained a little bit, but after that, he, uh, 
he uh, he he gave up on that. He doesn't he didn't push himself as far as I did. He, he doesn't have the uh, the heart that I show. Great, thank but, you, Cody. But I will say, Cody, right. does, Cody does have a great wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Chris Featherstone, Pancakes and Power Slabs. Are you there? I am. Go ahead, Chris, with uh, Dalton. Go ahead. Dalton, um, I think uh, you already asked this question, so if it was, you thought it was a great question, so let me ask you again. How are you today? I'm great. I'm sitting on my couch covered in cats. Oh, that's adventurous. Um, so I have, a, I have a question for you, of course. Uh, so you had some experience in theater, and you were in the 2015, I believe, Top Prospect Tournament. Didn't win the tournament, but at the same time, you really shined. And uh, your character, I would say, you have great athletic ability in the ring, but I would venture to say that you got a few more looks because of the importance of your character, Adrian Street, gorgeous George type of character. How important is character still in professional wrestling, and how did that help you climb up the ladder to be ROH champion at the, at the present moment? I'm saying the word character is kind of a blank, blanket statement. I would say, to me, what is important in professional wrestling is entertainment, to making sure that those who are watching the competition are entertained. Uh, I happen to do, uh, in, in my most humble opinion, I feel like I do a, a pretty good job of keeping everyone happy or entertained in some sense from the second I walk out of that curtain to the, the, the time I leave the ringside. Uh, so what happened with uh, my opportunities in Ring of Honor when I finally got that chance at the Top Prospect Tournament, uh, I was just taking advantage of, of, uh, of an opening. I had a spotlight on me and I wasn't going to waste it. So being a great wrestler is very important to success, uh, but being a great wrestler who's also entertaining, that's something I'll, uh, I'll never not want to be. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go with James Walsh from Wrestling Epicenter. Pleasure to speak to you, Mr. Castle. Thank you, James. All right. So my question is about the growth of Ring of Honor. Under you as world champion, as the figurehead, we've seen them play to their biggest shows. We heard the the, the scuttlebutt about what was going to happen with Madison Square Garden. We know about the shows in September in Las Vegas in a larger venue than, than Ring of Honor's ever played to before. How important and how special is it to you to know that you're the guy for the company that's growing at this meteoric rate? Say medio, mediocre rate? Medi meteoric. <laughs> oh, very different words. Yes, sir. Well I will say it's very, uh, it's very exciting and humbling. Uh, it makes me feel great that uh, when we are drawing record-sized houses, that it's my face on top of the card, that that it's my name on on the poster. Uh, but that, that no way is a reflection of just me being champion. Ring of Honor uh, has has got the best wrestlers in the world. We've got a great 
group in the locker room. Everyone puts forth uh, more than 100% of effort, and everybody uh, loves. I feel like what, what makes us all so similar and so successful is that everybody has such a, a similar interest in the love in professional wrestling. Uh, so being on top, it it looks like on paper uh, I'm the, the the reason, but it's it's a team, it's a group effort, and we uh, we're all benefiting from it. I've only been with Ring of Honor for a few uh, a few years, and I've I've grown as a as a performer so quickly, and I've got to see the the company itself grow so quickly. It's it's exciting. It's it's it makes me love coming to work. It makes me love being a part of this. And, and furthermore, it makes me love being on top. It makes me love calling myself Ring of Honor World Champion. I'm proud. Awesome. Thank all you, right, sir. excellent. It sounds like you covered most or all, but any final thoughts on your match coming up this Friday, Dalton? Uh, well, it's definitely going to be a very very exciting evening that we return home to baltimore and that is not lost on me uh, i i feel like for the first time in a long time i've got my back against the wall defending this world title so uh, if you if not, if there was a time ever to pull out some tricks and to uh and to do something big this friday at best in the world this is this is that moment for me and this is that moment for ring of honor all right, thanks. Well, I'm afraid that's all the time we have for this meteoric media call. Uh, uh, thank you all. Uh, thank you all for your patience. Once again, Best in the World takes place this Friday, June 29th at 9 p.m. Eastern from the brand new UMBC Event Center in Baltimore. The event will earn live on pay-per-view and for Honor Club members on all Apple and Android devices and at rohhonorclub.com. VIP members will receive the live on-demand stream for free and standard Honor Club members will receive a 50% discount. Doors open to the UMBC event center this Friday at 7 p.m. As fans will be treated to exclusive meet and greets with the top stars of Ring of Honor and there's still a few tickets left, and fans get theirs now at Ticketmaster.com. For more information on Ring of Honor and Best in the World, you can visit ROHWrestling.com or open the new ROH app. And again, thank you for joining us. Hopefully we could do more of these, and have a great day.